0: That's ixl.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where you learn how to be a leader and not just a manager of a to-do list. I am your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Your to-do list is a hungry monster that is never satisfied. For the last year and a half, I've helped principals get awards, get promoted, and find the time to do the work that really matters. I recently opened a new mastermind slot. Schedule a call with me and let's overcome the stressed and isolated principal position together. Go to the show notes for this episode at transformativeprinciple.org and click schedule a call with Jethro. Welcome to Transformative Principle episode 221. Today I am talking with Dr. Will DeAmport about building your own brand and being on social media. And as we talk about this, we also, you know, Being able to build your brand is super important and being able to do that for yourself and for your school is really important. And so if you go to transformativeprincipal.org, there is a form there so that you can submit your name and email address and I will send you the way that I run social media for my school, which is a very simple, no thought process kind of way. You just take a picture on Instagram and then it sends it out everywhere for you and does that all automatically you don't have to worry about anything and i show you how to set everything up in this little download that you can get by going to transformativeprincipal.org and clicking on the how i run social media for my school for this show notes for this episode and i'll send that out to you right away so thank you so much for listening here's my interview with dr will Welcome to Transformative Principle. Today, I am excited to have Dr. Will Damport on the program. And Dr. Will, thank you so much. Um, If people don't already know about you, one, they're missing out. Two, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, by day, I am an instructional uh, technologist uh, for Hattiesburg Public School District. And by night, uh, that's when my Superman persona comes out. And, uh, well, let me say Black Panther persona comes out. Uh, I am, uh, yeah, you got that right. Uh, I am a podcaster. Uh, I do some consulting and I also write uh, for EdTech magazines and I am a TV movie holic. I, I have an addiction that I really need to see someone about. Yeah, I
0: think uh, there are a lot of people that do. So what what is it that you're watching right now that you love
1: especially? Oh man, it's a lot of stuff. Uh, as everyone, you know, Netflix has just really been dangerous uh, because you get the pen watch stuff. And so I'm watching Travelers on Netflix, which is in, it's incredibly wonderful. Runaways on Hulu as well. Uh, so like when these shows come out, It's like, oh, my gosh. And I just can't wait. Oh, man, Black Lightning is coming on this (laughs) month on the CW. Uh, Too bad I can't binge watch watch that. But I'm excited about that as well.
0: Yeah, so my favorite TV show is, well, I have two of them. The first one is Suits. I just love that show. Mm -hmm. And right now they're on their break. And so I'm excited for that one to come back. And then the other one that I love is Scorpion. And the reason why I love that Mm. one so much is because that one is actually based on a real person, O'Brien, Walter O'Brien. He's a real guy. And he made the TV show to recruit people to work for him at Scorpion, which is an actual thing. And so, like, he uses that to encourage people to get his name out there so people will want, who are geniuses, who will want to come and work for him. Isn't that crazy?
1: that that is and I, and I enjoy watching Scorpion too. So I mean a lot of, I, I do watch a lot of you know broadcast TV. You know just the pro, it's just that you have to wait every week.
0: Yeah, it kills me.
1: F- you know for it you know instead of Netflix where you can just sit there over the weekend and just lose your mind and just watch it all day. Uh but yeah, I definitely love Scorpion and it's interesting cuz when you watch that show and you see Walter and it's like this man has no emotional IQ going on uh it's just a wonderful uh, show as well so i've got you know some people don't know that i actually went to film school oh yeah yeah i have a bachelor's in radio television and film
0: oh so that that explains a lot about you because you're good at
1: communicating
0: stories to people
1: i think well thank you i appreciate that
0: yeah so so let's talk a little bit about you uh in education what your role is now what you're trying to do because One of the things that I appreciate about you is that you really care about making sure that you have your own personal brand and then talking to other people about their personal brand. And can you tell us a little bit about why that is so important and that it's not just something for big companies, but it's for individuals, even teachers?
1: Well, first of all, everyone has a personal brand. Whether you acknowledge it, accept it, embrace it, you have it. And the simple definition that I can give you is it comes from Jeff Bezos of Amazon. And he says, your personal brand is what people think of you when you're not in the room. And so you can leave that up to chance and let people think what they're going to think, which I mean, you really can't control what other people think of you. However, you can also say, I'm going to live my life with intention in this certain way. And I'm going to do these certain things and I'm going to live my life online in a certain way to where you're able to put forth your imprint on your brand. And that's, you know, one of the things that when it comes to me, particularly online, because, you know, I Google myself, you know, once a month and I do so to see what content pops up when you, when I, when my name is Googled. And I suggest all educators do that because, you know, you could have had a weekend at Cabo and thought, I'm chilling. I'm having a great time. And some of your friends or stranger pops a photo of you doing something that you're over the age of 21. You should be allowed to do. But now it's on the Internet. Yeah. And so so when I talk to people, you know, if it's a stranger, you can't have them take it down. Now, if it's a friend, you can say, hey, untag me, take this photo down off of Facebook, et cetera. But that's when it, where creating your content comes into to it. So if you're constantly creating content, and but particularly on YouTube, you're making these videos and all those things. What will happen when you do enough of it, and you can build that community? When you build, when you actually put your name in for a search, your content starts to come up first, not what other people have put out of you, unless you're talking about, you know, a larger company that has a certain reach. Then that'll come up. So I try to tell you know, live my life with intention. And intentionally build content that create a story of what I want people to think of me when I'm not in the room. Yeah. You know, another way to to think about that is that if there is
0: something negative about you, because nobody's perfect and somebody has said something bad about us or we've done something stupid at some point in our life. If we bury that content with all the other good things that we're doing, then we can not have that be on the On the front page. And so I did that search, that Google search while you were talking about myself, um, because I haven't done that for a while and I don't do it regularly. But I saw that my website, jethrojones.com came up, what I do, which is a, a sub page in that website came up. My Twitter links, transformative principle podcast came up. And then a couple other guests where I've been on other podcasts are in there as well. And so, you know, being able to to Know that good things are showing up there, that's definitely what you want to have happen. And you know, if your name's not showing up anywhere, what do you do then, Dr. Will?
1: Well, you don't exist, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't exist. And you know, and and this comes from uh, Dr. I uh, I did a podcast for her that will be released uh, for Schoology Exchange, uh, I think sometime this month. But during an interview, when we were talking about, it was talking about crafting your digital identity. We were talking about creating content and getting out there and, and how do you create your digital footprint. And she just basically said, if someone Googles you and they don't see you, you don't exist, you know, because there will be employers who will Google you. I don't know what their opinion of you will be if they type in Mary Jones and you are not there at all. But I think what people should do is really because let's be real, you know, Jethro, we live, I, I hate when people sometimes say 21st century schools as though the 21st century just happened January, you know, 2018. We've been here a long time. The internet of things have been around for a long time, and people need to understand the reach and the power of the internet and not just for, you know, streaming your Netflix catalog or, you know, for talking to grandma or doing certain things, but to understand professionally how creating content can enrich not only your current life, but enrich your life in the future when someone may do that Google search and see you and say, Oh, I need to interview this person, or I need to reach, I'm hiring for something. I like what this person is doing. Let me contact them. So it's important for people to take. You know, not only stock about where they are in terms of what things pop up on on the Google search, but if you're not there, get in the game. Yeah, because you never know what opportunity will come of it.
0: Yeah, you know, I I have two very I think interesting stories about that. Number one, I moved to a new school this year, and I hired a librarian whose name is Tana at Runner Girl T on uh, Twitter. So I searched for her as I was doing the the application review and, and saw who she was, saw some of the things that she had tweeted, saw her website and that kind of stuff. And it was very easy for me as an employer to see that and say, you know what, I think that this person is somebody that I want to work with just based on those interactions. And Tana has become a fantastic person to work with because there are so many things that we already did the getting to know you before she searched me on, on Twitter also and saw the kinds of things I was into. So we knew that we had these commonalities and connections before we even started. So it wasn't like we were, we were brand new, not knowing anything about each other. And then when we, when we met in person, then it was like, man, that that's, that's perfect. That's exactly the kind of person that I wanted for this position. And she already revealed that before I even hired her. And that that works the opposite way as well, that you don't get jobs that you wouldn't want anyway because of that. And that's where my own experience comes in, that people in the past have looked me up and seen the things that I'm doing, and they've said, no, we don't want that kind of a person at our school. We're looking for this. And how much relief does that give me that I'm not going someplace that I'm going to end up hating because they know that my ideas are too... Out there for them, and they they don't want anything to do with that. So that's where it's been really cool. I I feel like since I joined Twitter, which was a long time ago uh, when I was when it was still new and I was still a teacher, every job I've gotten since then, Doctor Will, has been because of being engaged on Twitter. And that's that's just all there is to it. Not because somebody saw me and they're like, "Oh, you're cool. You should come work here," but it gave me the skills and thought processes that I need to be successful and continue. I believe getting a promotion every single time I've gotten a new job uh, ever since. And even if they were, would be considered typically a lateral move, I've just been moving up the ranks ever since because of my connection on Twitter. Do you, do you feel that same way? Do you see the same thing?
1: Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Twitter for me is twofold. You know, one, it's about the learning and the type of, personal learning network you can create and the people you can learn from. But number two, it is about building that network of people who know you and who know what you are able to do. And as well as creating that footprint where other people can get connected with you, see what you're doing, see what you're tweeting, see what you're sharing, and now come to you with different opportunities as well. So for me, and I've told people this, you know. I've known, you know, Eric Schenker for a while, and I, and I remember him telling me, you know, several years ago, "Hey, Will, how far are you from Jackson, Mississippi?" And I said, "Oh, hour and a half." And he never said anything else about that. So I go to our Mecca conference, uh, which is our we are our state is the affiliate. I'm in a session, so this person is doing a session on Google Plus. I'm going through the the book conference, you know, and I see Eric as keynote. I said, "What? Eric is here." So I see Eric, you know, hey, what's up, blah blah blah. Before his keynote actually starts, before the entire room, he says, "Hey, I have a, I have a friend here. Anything you want to know about Google, you need to talk to Will DeAmport. Wow, and I was like, <laughs> "This man just gave me a shout out, right? This man just gave me a shout out, cha-ching!" And so. I stand up and I wave my hand, like, you know, give the Miss America wave. And I sit back down and then, you know, I I go holler at him after he's finished. But the tech director at the time of the school district that I actually am working for now, I said, hey, you need to give me a job. And now I had already, you know, been previously presenting at this conference. So I wasn't a stranger, but I said, hey, you know, you need to give me a job. He said, yeah, okay, I will. And six weeks later, I started working at the district. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> and there you go. And, uh, you know, other stuff have have come up as, as well. You know, so I, I now write uh, for EdTech magazines and, and stuff because people have seen me on Twitter. And once you do one or two and then that stuff started starts getting tweeted, tweeted out and people start reading it. Now you're building that reputation of, oh, this is someone who can bring value uh, to our company or organization. So, yeah, so Twitter has been amazing in that capacity.
0: Man, that's, that's awesome. And being able to build those kind of relationships, you know, I've, I've said it before on this podcast that I went to the national principals conference last year in Philadelphia, and it was an awesome experience, mostly because I got to meet so many people that I've known virtually. I mean, I'm all the way up in Alaska, so I don't, I'm far away. Like people aren't just gonna casually saunter over here, you know, like they might somewhere else in the lower 48. So for me to be able to meet all those people that you truly do build relationships with, it's it's pretty powerful. So if somebody's listening to this right now, Will, and they, they think, okay, f- all right, I'll finally get on Twitter and I'll finally do something, which if you are listening and you're not on Twitter yet, you definitely need to do it. Follow me. Follow Dr. Will at I am Dr. Will and at Jethro Jones. We'll be able to help you out and connect you with other people too. But where should they start? Like what – if they're brand new to Twitter, it is a – Avalanche, Twitter says, follow all these celebrities. I do not suggest doing that. What other advice do you have for people who are new to Twitter and not sure that they have anything to contribute, most importantly?
1: Well, first thing is have a profile pic, okay? Don't let that little generic avatar, I don't know if it's still a flower or not. Don't let that sit up there because I don't follow people who have that because I don't know that you're a real person. So And then have it be a professional pic, you know, I, I don't want to see you in the club. I don't want to see you, you know, doing something at a Renaissance fair. I mean, if you want to tweet that picture out later, that's fine. But your Twitter avatar should be a professional photo of yourself. Mm. So so mine has a clown nose, Dr. Yeah. Will, Is that not a good idea? Well, Jethro, that would be my first suggestion. However, things change when you're in the game <laughs> right. and you already have a reputation. You know what I'm saying? Like if Oprah Winfrey showed up on Twitter uh, in a cat suit, you know, no one is going to be like, well, I I don't know about Oprah Winfrey anymore. I can't follow (laughs) her. Uh, But if no one, you know, when you don't have that reputation and no one knows who you are, you know, that's a different game, you know, rules change, you know, because of your status. So, and also know your why and your what. So why are you on Twitter and what do you want to get out of it? And then be intentional with the people you follow and have a goal for what you want to learn. So don't just get up there and just start, you know, following a bunch of people because Twitter, you know, as you know, if if you follow one person, then all of a sudden it will tell you follow these people because these people may either be connected or they tweet about some of the same stuff. So don't just start just following everybody because you want to make sure you're a PLN, uh, particularly in the beginning, because you, your feed, If you don't know what you're doing, your feed can get just really busy and full of a lot of noise. So be very specific about what you're trying to get out of this, your experience. So follow a nice, tight knit group of folks that you can learn from. Use your hashtags, okay? Because I can't tell you enough people, when you're freshly new on Twitter, you may, let's say you start out following 100 people the first time you get there. These people don't know you, right? Especially if you're not following people from work or your community or someone you have, may have met at a conference, these people don't know you. So you're just on there. So you can't just say, Hey people, I'm looking for how to implement the iPad in a classroom and then just sit back and wait.
0: Yeah. Nobody's going to answer that.
1: They answer. They don't know you. So that's why you use hashtags so that when people who follows hashtags, either via a list or they happen to click on a hashtag, now they can see that and can respond. But also you need to start engaging people. So don't just tweet that out in the ether, use the hashtag and actually tweet that out to someone who may be an ADE or someone who is talking about, Hey, you know, we're one-to-one iPads, Uh, engage people. And then I want you to share what's going on in your world. So even though you may think, Hey, I'm just third grade teacher. No, uh," you're doing something awesome in your classroom. So if you have a lesson plan on, Google Docs, you share that out. Share pictures of your classroom. Uh, now, make sure your district allows that. Now, because if you get fired, don't holler at me. That's right. Because I'm I'm not paying your I'm not paying your bills. Now, check the AUP at your district to make sure that you can actually share those things. But if you can do that, then share what's going on in your classroom. If you're presenting at a conference, hey, back channel, which is you know, get on Twitter and look that up. But there's a lot of things that you can do to start now building your reputation on Twitter as someone who provides value and then don't get overwhelmed or be concerned about the number of people you follow or the people who follow you. Like I have 9,000 followers, right? Which is nothing compared to some people in the, in the Twitter or the EdTech game. Now I'm going to tell you right now, I don't interact with all 9,000 people. I don't plan to interact with all 9,000 people. I have a certain group of people that on a regular basis, I will engage with them to learn from because I'm trying to build my community. Now, that's not to say if if one of those 9,000 people tweets me something or we tweet something that I don't engage them back. I'll say, oh, thank you for the retweet. Or or if they do that, I'll check out what's going on in their feed. And and, oh, this is a good gym. Let me retweet this. Or I may ask them something. So it's all about the give and take. It's all about engagement. It's all about sharing. Uh, But again, just don't get overwhelmed and think I'm on Twitter today. I got to be hot. I got to be ready. I got to build tomorrow. I've been on Twitter since 2009. Uh, So it has taken me a long time to get where I am now. And I'm still building and my PLN is still growing and still shaping. And the last thing I want to tell you is don't take this thing personally. And this is what I mean by this. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, Jeffro, but there could be people on Twitter that one month you're back and forth. The engagement is, is, is right. It's popping. You're like, woo. the next month you may not hear from that person. Mm -hmm. Or you could send that person five tweets and they don't respond. You don't know for whatever reason why that person may or may not be responding. Don't take that personally. If you ask them, hey, I'm looking for this lesson in Google Apps and you tweet this person and they don't respond, ask someone else. Don't take it personally that they didn't respond to you. You know, we're grown folk. Just we'll keep it moving. And and don't be afraid to unfollow. I'm just going to say this right now. Don't be afraid to unfollow because if if this relationship or this thing isn't working out for you, then let it go. I mean, these people are not your family members. You're not married to them. Uh, so, you know, make this thing work for you and and don't feel like you have to fit into something.
0: Yeah. And, and I'll just add to that too, Dr. Will, that, you know, it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks about what you're doing on social media, like it, use it so that it benefits you and that you can add to it to help benefit somebody else's life. And if you just follow that simple rule, if you're posting stuff, that's going to improve someone's life keep doing it. If you're finding things that are improving your life, keep doing it. And it doesn't have to be improve it in like a huge way. But if you laugh at something that somebody says, that's an improvement in your life, you know, and that's cool. That's worth it. So, you know, don't, don't feel like you got to check it all the time. Don't feel like you got to be on it all the time. That comes naturally because it's like a drug, but, but don't, don't feel like it's, you know, you got to be answering everything yourself and, and all that stuff too. So, that's good advice and something that I think that people should definitely pay attention to. And I understand that you've got some courses coming out with your wife that you are working on, on uh, helping teachers do stuff. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: But yes, you know, everyone has their thing that they're doing and I'm all about the entrepreneur and the teachers maximizing their talents and their gifts uh, and monetizing uh, those things. And so what we wanted to do, because I only have so many, you know, personal days. So I didn't want to use all of my personal days to go deliver a talk or something at a school district. I wanted to be able to provide value for teachers and do so in a, in a way that, quite honestly, I could make money while I sleep. So I started looking at courses. Wow, I could deliver courses. That'd be Great. And so we approached a local university here, and we fill out the paperwork, and uh, they are giving us approval for CEUs. Uh, so teachers who actually successfully complete our our courses will then I fill out uh, paperwork with the the university, and I'll be able to mail them out. Once they pay the fee, they'll be mailed a certificate of CEUs uh, that they'll be be able to use, and the courses are basically everything about going digital. Uh, There's going to be some stuff about uh, social, personal learning networks. Uh, We will be going one-to-one, blended learning, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But I really wanted to allow people to learn and be able to grow and do so in a way that was natural and was also cost effective. You know, everyone can't afford to go to ISTE, uh, but... You know, if you can pay $25 for this course, you can still learn and then, you know, do it in your PJs with a cup of coffee.
0: And and I love the idea of having that connected to CEUs because that is that's tied to licensure. People need to do those anyway. And if they can do them that are not, you know, just sitting through the class just to get credit and they can do it and actually learn something valuable in the process. I think that's, that's a great idea. And is that called the
1: D'Amport Group? Is that right? But yeah, that's the company, Uh, the DM Port Group. So I'm working with my wife, who actually teaches gifted uh, through second through fifth grade. Cool. And she'll be working along with me in designing courses and teaching. We're just trying to provide some great content. And I'm going to have some exclusive content in there from some, some awesome people. So, you know, be on the lookout for it and have a great time because you know at the end of the day what I love about this digital space it is just truly amazing because you can learn from so many people and so many ways at your own pace on your own time and actually get access to people so you know earlier you said well I'm in Alaska so I'm like way over here you know just think about a teacher can get online and be able to sit through a course where there is content in there from someone that they may never get to get a chance to see in person. Yeah. I just look at it as just an awesome win-win.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, that, uh, that is exactly why I did the transformative leadership summit the last two years. And I'm doing again this year and that is well underway and I've got some great ideas planned for that. So that's at transformativeleadershipsummit.com. And that is the same thing. Like I'm bringing in people like you will not see all these people at the same conference ever. I am sure of it. There's just no way we can get all their schedules together, but we can bring them all digitally to be in the same place and you can learn from them all together. I mean, it's just amazing. Like, yeah, I'm far away physically, but digitally I'm very close. And most of the time, because I'm three and four hours behind everybody. I get my professional development in, in the morning before I even go to work. So I go to work jazzed up about the podcast interview I had with someone like Zaretta Hammond or you, I mean, we're doing this on a Saturday today, but you know, some, when I do it during the week, then it's, it's amazing to be able to get that jolt in the morning at six or seven o'clock and then go into work later and be fired up about something that I just learned. It's just amazing how technology can you know shrink
1: the distances between people you're absolutely right i'm just saying that you know it's just amazing how much digital has changed things you know like you know kiki palmer uh from people don't know her you know from back in the day she did the movie Aquila Ak- and the bee you know the spelling bee movie uh huh yeah but you know there's something about you know cuz we we no longer live in a world with gatekeepers so If you say, man, I want to be a rapper or I want to be a singer, I want to be an author, I want to be a film director, I want to be all these things. You don't need permission from a studio anymore. You don't need anyone to sign you. You can go out there and write your own ebook, Pop That Bad Boy, on the Kindle app and Amazon and go ahead and make your money and get your voice out there. You're having 100 percent control. Uh, Chance the Rapper, people, he does not have a record deal. He creates his own music and puts it online and he just won a Grammy. So that's the power of this, this whole Internet of Things. Of There are no longer gatekeepers. If there's something you want to do, you now have the power to create it and put it out there and share it with the world. Yeah,
0: man, I love that. So we talked about a lot today, Dr. Will. What is one thing that a principal can do this week to be a transformative leader like you?
1: I think let go of the small stuff. I mean, certain things are just so small and petty. There's no need for you to even comment on it. You know, just let it go. Uh, when you talk about dress code and uh, some other things, so if a teacher wore jeans, if the booty ain't hanging out, let it go. All right. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm just saying. Like, why create contention and animosity and create a bad day for that person? Or if you get into an argument now, your day is starting off the wrong way for something that, in the grand scheme of things, means absolutely nothing so you know things that are not disruptive to the learning process of students and are not going or or not going to stop a teacher from being effective just let that go because th- that's a war you don't need to fight
0: man that is so true so true so i wish that uh we would do more of that and and hopefully we can and i know that's been something that i've tried to do as a principal myself. And it makes life so much easier when you care about the things that are actually important and not about the things that don't have an impact. Great advice. Thank you. So how can people connect with you, Will, wherever
1: you're at? Well, on Twitter, I love it. I am Dr. Will. Uh, Give me a shout. I'm always up for learning and growing. And Really expanding my PLN to not only expand, you know, my mind, but to get me to the next level of where I want to be. And you can go to my blog, uh, the doctorwheelshow.com and check out my podcast, the will, the videocast there. And then on iTunes and SoundCloud, the doctor will show the podcasts are there. So hopefully you'll go and can, it'll be worth your time. So I, I hope that I'm providing value to those who listen. Yes, absolutely worth your time. And
0: and Will, thank you so much for being part of the Transformative Principle today.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me to be on.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Transformative Principle. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Dr. Will. And that idea that he shared at the end about letting go of the small stuff really is a big step in the right direction. So once again, uh, I mentioned at the beginning that if you go to transformativeprinciple.org episode 221, then you'll be able to download the guide for how I run social media at my school to make it super easy for you to do build your brand for yourself and for your school at the same time. Thanks so much for listening. Transformative Principle is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcast for educators by educators. Visit edupodcastnetwork.com for more great podcasts. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute.